0: Dragonfly Music presents The Connection Sessions, live at Foster Street Coffee in downtown Durham, North Carolina. Welcome to The Connection Sessions podcast, a weekly inspirational conversation with people I admire. One-on-one conversations with no agenda except to inspire and empower through authentic human connection. I'm your host, Karen Novi. Musician and songwriter, mom to two amazing kids. I want to thank Tracy Cooper and the staff at Foster Street Coffee for hosting us. And we are live at Foster Street Coffee um, today, Wednesday, June 12th. And I have with me today here my dear friend, someone who I... uh, value and treasure and look up to for so many reasons, um, Dr. Joy Piantac, I had to say the doctor part, because you worked hard for that title. You sure. did, as I was reading your bio. And um, we've already been talking, so I just decided to roll tape because it's so fun to just talk to you and I think everybody that's listening is just gonna feel like they're like sitting at the table here. So. Nice. Um, so welcome, my friend. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, we're enjoying um caffeine together Mm -hmm. which is lovely and uh, we used to work together so we don't get to see each other very often but your hair is blue now and so i want to just acknowledge (laughs) the very most profound uh change since i've seen you last yes and also you're wearing your dragonfly t-shirt i am darinovi.com representing representing the the music and the website so thank you so much for that um, that's awesome. I've been thinking a lot lately about the dragonfly symbol, right? The symbol of transformation, and how um, it can be construed in several ways, right? You you know, you can be, uh, you know, a transformative help to someone else, right? Or you can be that for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And as we were talking earlier, I was uh, mentioning that I feel like my subconscious has ADD right now, <laughs> and, and I don't actually know exactly what path to follow, and um, I'm just trying to be okay with being completely uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> in that, and un- in the unknowing and not knowing, and just trying to... You know, ground however I can as I make transitions to new house. I've just um, rented a house in the Lakewood neighborhood. Oh, I love like that area. I know. I'm super so excited. Beautiful. It's such a just perfect little bungalow. It's got the house has the soul of an artist. Like I can yes. just feel it. It's just you know. So July 15th is moving day, and I just feel like. You know, I'm not treading water, so to speak, but I guess kind of, uh, you know, waiting for that and just waiting for forward motion and direction and yeah. trying to do some inner work in um, in support of that. Um, but on a lighter note, we were just talking about Broad City, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. so I have to get back to that
0: because I find it fascinating <laughs> that there is someone in your life that is more over the top than you in my in my mind you are your essence is um, very free-spirited and very open and very oh not afraid like Mm -hmm. I I live in fear way more than I want to admit and I just so enjoy that you
1: embody what I think of as fearlessness Yeah, that's funny, because I don't know that I feel fearless. (laughs) Really? You know? Yeah. I think it, yeah. Huh. You seem to
0: uh, just be very grounded in who you are and and the things that you want to surround yourself with, and you don't seem to fight against any kind of, like you don't seem to have an internal... Uh, war waging (laughs) theater dialogue I don't know that's just how it seems to me outside and maybe because mine is waging so loudly that I'm just like thinking everybody else does not have that but um, that's something I value in you you. appreciate about you yeah
1: you know it's funny like um we were talking about people being over the top and like my best friend who was <laughs> very important to me. Yes. And so important. So I was important. reading in your bio like
0: <laughs> pretty much more important than your your partner's. So uh, right,
1: I, I yeah, I've I often mean said as like, much as we all love Zach. My Facebook is like a love letter to my best friend. It's
0: <laughs>
1: so great. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh my god. And I
1: really I feel like part of, you know, Meeting her, so we met at work when I was 21. And one of the things, like, it's super valuable about that relationship is that she, I feel like it was a person that I could be honest with who accepted me for who I was, where I was. Mm. Like someone that you can call and say, I'm about to do this thing, knowing full well that that's a really bad okay. idea. And everybody knows that's a really bad idea. <laughs> and <laughs> just to have somebody say, yeah, that's a bad idea, but if that's what you're going to do, that's what you're going to do, and I'm here for you, you know? (laughs) Wow, yeah. Like, unconditional
0: acceptance. And there's something
1: so freeing about being able to be honest with somebody else about everything that's scary, that gives you, like, such a security,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, not knowing or... Just, I don't know, in times of doubt or fear, being able to just say, like, I am in this place, right? And I am not (laughs) 100%, you know, myself, or I'm not sure of who I am and what I'm doing, and have someone just be there and be supportive. Yeah. And just listen and sort of accept you where you are, because I think, there are different periods of evolution right Mm -hmm. different chapters right in our lives and we sometimes revisit and sometimes completely wipe the slate uh clean and and start anew and sometimes try to build from what we have and and um i think yeah the support of of people who love us just love us for who we are is so valuable right
1: so important yeah Yeah. and really see us and We'll give honest feedback, even if it's, you know, not what we want to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so she is that that that, for you. That's awesome. She, I have told you this already, like, I cannot wait to meet her. I don't, I can't believe we have not met Lisa and I, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this is the year that she and I cross paths because she feels, um, she feels like kindred spirit too. Yeah, absolutely. Which you do too, like when I saw you. you. Yeah. Yeah when I saw you I hugged you so hard yeah I
1: think you couldn't breathe for a second. I was like, it was very necessary, and I love your laugh. Oh, too. thank you. It makes it's me very really boisterous happy. On when it's recorded. So fair warning.
0: I will okay. just uh, edit that in the mix. Maybe I will just like, compress that right. just a little Maybe bit. Maybe like a warning. <laughs> a warning at the <laughs> top front. of the episode. Yes, my guest laughter could potentially pop a certain
1: frequency. Yeah. In your eardrum. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Not at yeah. all. No.
1: Yeah. In fact, Lisa used to say, we worked, so we met when I worked at a call center. Oh my God. Answering people's questions about their dental insurance and dentists' questions about claims. Amazing. Super fascinating. Yes. It was not. It was a rough job. (laughs) I would imagine. And so we sat in these like cubicles all over this floor and Lisa and I's cubicle was not next to each other, but she said that she could hear me laughing at my cubicle. (laughs) Really? oh my god and differentiate between like actual laughter and fake laughter
0: oh that's amazing yeah. that's awesome she's like oh she's talking to someone who just you know was like, put a really bad joke exactly she's just chuckling
1: yeah
0: <laughs> that's all right definitely yeah. one of the things i remember about being at duke with you was um yeah hearing you laugh from around the corner And wanting to know what the hell you were laughing at. (laughs) (laughs) And leaving my desk so that I could go find out. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Because it was way more important than my job.
1: And I miss those chats. Yeah. Me too. Me too. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, So moving and figuring out. I was thinking, too, when you were saying a minute ago about how... tricky it is to feel like you don't know which direction to go. That is one of the hardest things in the world for me is when I don't feel like I know what I should be doing. Mm. But doing hard work, when you believe that that's the right direction, that that's the clear path, right. that that's your only option Yeah. for whatever reason, Right. is so much more gratifying and understandable to me than when I don't know way to go yeah and there's nowhere to put that energy so it just feels like it's like bouncing all around inside of you exactly yeah.
0: that's exactly what I'm feeling like it's just um, it's just scattered and noisy and um, not clear at all and I get these little glimpses of like directions like when I found the house yeah um, like, it just kind of wasn't even a place I was looking. And I'm like, well, let me go see it. And as soon as I walked in, I was like, huh. And put in an application as soon as I left and found out. Two days later, I was approved. That's so I was awesome. like, okay, that right. was very in the flow. Exactly. That, was, that was, you know, I feel strongly meant to be. It's it's definitely, you know, my house. And it's where the next chapter is going to be, you know. Yeah. But in terms of... <laughs> Where I focus and what I do—it's just—it's a little nebulous right now, yeah. and it is uh, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I too like—if I have a list, if I have a path, mm-hmm. if I do—I I will kick ass. I yeah. am a taskmaster. I will, I will seriously do the job. I am right now questioning if it's even related to music, which wow. is blowing my doors off because yeah. I'm because i've always felt so certain about that one thing. Right. And now i'm like, wait. Is it that? <laughs> yeah. You know, cuz a lot of the music that i write is healing for me and i feel like healing for other people, but it's kind of heavy and it's um i'm starting to wonder if if i need to just focus on myself and take care of myself. As opposed to trying to heal everybody else. Yeah. Which sounds unbelievably selfish, but at the same time, it's like, I've been doing that my whole life. I've been putting everybody else's emotional wellness before mine. Yeah. I'm just realizing it. Wow. So, but I don't know if that's a gift or if that's a a detour. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? I'm just really trying to figure it out.
1: But that's really profound. And I... I think that sometimes we're sort of told to take care of ourselves so we can take care of other people. And while that's true, like, there's an inherent value of taking care of yourself as a person, <laughs> you know? Right, right. And that being the end. <laughs>
0: right, and that being, yeah, what you do. Right, This is right. what I need. In this yeah. World. Yeah. Yeah. It's tricky. Right. It's tricky, also having kids. Yeah. With that, when you're trying right. to figure that out, <laughs> and um, and for me, I I probably I don't know that I had told you this, but I I mean I think you know I suffer from depression. Yeah. Right. So mental illness is a is a big um, uh, area for me where I feel uh, strongly that I you know I want it to be destigmatized and I want I want people to be aware of what, you know, the different illnesses that are out there and yeah. that you can get help. Um, sometimes it needs medical attention, sometimes managed otherwise. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's in my family and um, it took me a long time to, mm. you know, really accept it and be okay with it and then actually start mm. taking medication for it. So mm. about four years ago, I started taking a medication that Um, I learned in the fall, um, even though the medication itself was really helping me, I learned in the fall that it was compromising my tamoxifen, which I take uh, for my breast cancer uh, survivorship. Um, You know, it's like a chemo drug that suppresses um, estrogen and progesterone um, in the breast tissue. So I learned that in September of last year 2018 and sort of wrestled with it for a little while because the medication helped me so much yeah and I decided in November to go off of it um, and handled that pretty well I thought <laughs> you right? see where this is leading <laughs> I I don't have much of a poker face, but um, (laughs) I I I thought I was handling it well, you know. And then, like in February and March, I was starting to feel a little um, disconnected or a little bit like, you know, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling uh, true to myself. Yeah, and I couldn't figure out whether it was me, you know the depression sort of coming back up or if it was me sort of not being honest with myself or what, what was going on. And so um, long story short, I sort of crashed about three weeks ago and um, decided, you know, within a couple of days that I would go see my doctor and see if there was another option for medication. Yeah. So I, I have started a new medication that is not interfere that does not interfere with the tamoxifen. And I'm just at the beginning of it, so I don't really know, you know if it's gonna be effective. Um, but I, it, I, I think that it's part of what's going on for me. Yeah. But I don't know what's the chicken and what's the egg. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know if, you know, is the uncertainty freaking me out and then bringing up the, the feelings of helplessness, slash depression, slash inverted anger. Yeah. Or um, or is it the other way around? So, right. So I'm just taking a leap of faith and trying a new medication and seeing if that will help. But I just, um, I guess I wanted to just say that because it's an important part of, I guess, my platform is to just talk about it, and, you know, and there are unknowns and to, and to say that the struggle is really real. Like when you have these... Uh, know if there are brain pathways that aren't quite functioning you know it's it it's really can just kind of cut you off of the knees you know it's really you know I was on a path and now I'm just like I've completely stopped everything because I yeah. don't I don't know what to do <laughs> yeah, yeah. so anyway that's my story about yeah. depression and
1: and it's such a cycle too right I mm-hmm. mean you know if you wake up and it's hard to do anything, and then you don't do anything, and then, you know, yeah. Right. You feel stuck. And, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. When do you know when to, like, just take a moment for yourself versus <laughs> you are in a pit of despair? Exactly. <laughs> right. Oh, yes. Oh, my God.
0: That's exactly right. I'm like, I need some time to myself, and then also I'm like, I need to not be alone. Right. Hello. Yeah. You know, so oh, it's... Yeah, it's kind of a
1: funky place. That's one of the hardest. Well, I don't know. If that's that is such a hard thing about depression and like it's exactly that feeling. That yeah. feeling of I can't be around anyone, but I desperately need to be around people. Right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And how how do you break out of that?
0: I know. I know. Yeah. That's that is the that is a real um, complicating factor because. You don't want to feel alone, right? Like yeah. human beings yeah. are inherently... We need people. Yeah. Social, right? Yeah. I mean, you need people. Yeah. And also, you need to figure
1: out what you need. Yeah. Right. It's tricky. But you are here and you're doing this. <laughs> and sharing that is so important. Like, yeah. incredibly important. Because it's that... Like secrecy that just makes everything harder. Yeah. If we can't talk about it, then yeah, it just increases the darkness.
0: Yeah, I think so. So the other day, I started writing a song, um, and it went through a couple titles already, (laughs) but um, it was sort of about this despair and this darkness um, that I, you know, felt um, coming over me. And I was like, oh, I thought I was handling it so well. Yeah. You know, what is this? Wow. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so um, the song is now called Phoenix. You know, the chorus is uh, a Phoenix Rising from the Ashes. Yeah. So it's where I'm hoping to be. Yeah. Sort of, I, I think I'm on the upswing. So. Um, That'll be on the next record for sure. <laughs>
1: so yeah. So it sounds like you're still, though, creating, and that part of your journey is still very much the same. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Still writing. Still thinking about it. You know, I'm wanting to. Um, I'm wanting to, if I can, sort of say what I envision. I'm wanting to go out into the world and perform music and speak about this and about healing and about the healing power of music and also the healing power of writing, whether it's journal writing, you know, poetry, songwriting. And... And I think I need to bring that to a certain demographic. Like, I don't think everyone in the world, right? There's people that want to go out to a bar and listen to cover music, you know, cover tunes all night, and, and they want to dance and they want to drink, and that's like not really what I do. Right. <laughs> so, like, me going into a bar, you know, singing the song called The Healing is probably not my demographic, right? Not everyone's uh, jam. Not everyone's right. jam. <laughs> So I'm trying to figure out, like, is there is there a way, you know, even either in the uh, mental health field or in the, um, you know, workshop field or speaking, you know, um, public speaking, in some way that I can bring it all together and sort of embody all of these things that are so important to me and who I am and 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 do that for my life, like, yeah. do that for my career, do that so. That's what I envision because I know that the music is a part of it, but I don't think it's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So, even though before I was like, maybe it's not music at all. I mean, I, I'm. It has to be. I mean, it's so you know these amazing um, drops of wisdom and and beauty come to me through the songs. They come mm-hmm. through me. I would say, um, you know, from a greater source and. I do feel that it is part of my mission and my life's purpose to put those out into the world, you know, in a, in a healthy healing way. I just don't know where or how. Yeah. Anyway, this feels like it's becoming a therapy session for me and I do not mean for it to be that. So, oh my God,
1: Karen, seriously. I'm loving it. So everyone else will. No, and it reminds me of some advice, actually, that Candace, who we worked with, gave me when I was figuring out what to do next when when we were working together. Okay. And I think it was something to the effect of, or at least the way that I remember it and feel it, (laughs) was that, like, just keep pushing on all of those doors because one of them's going to open, and you don't know which one. And so, you know... Don't Mm. become so focused on it has to look this way or, you know, Mm. it has to follow this path that somebody else has, but instead just like, you know what you have to offer and offering that when you see opportunities and going after that when, you know, you see there's a path here for, you know, speaking and maybe it's just a one-off, you know, opportunity or maybe that's the, you know, you go through that doorway and there's like a very clear, you know, way to continue that way. Mm. But that, you know, we, which again, like we were talking about is super hard because if you don't know which way you're going, it's hard to know where to like direct your energy. Right, right. um, And when you feel like you have so many energy, so much energy and and there's
0: various, even many options, yeah, like you can't possibly, or can you, try to go through ten doors at once? Yeah, and I love that um, that uh, picture of what you said earlier about, you know, do you, you know, how do you know whether it's a door and you just need to keep pushing, right, right, or it's a wall? <laughs> or it's a wall. I love that. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, and I feel like I've been banging my head against that wall. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe it's just a door that just needs me to bang a little
1: right. bit more. And if it opens, then. Yeah, you're a genius.
0: (laughs) And if it never does, does, then you are the biggest
1: fool. Right, (laughs) exactly, exactly. Uh, In the words of the prophet Ani DeFranco. (laughs) Please, please um, preach. Oh my gosh, how does that lyric go? Something to the effect of, um, if there's one in a million chance that they can call me brilliant if I succeed. (laughs) That is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. That's so. Oh my God. But yeah, who knows, but it's. Yeah.
0: I just don't want it to be too late. Yeah. You know, for me to offer what I have to offer. Like, have I been asleep at the wheel? Mm. You know, have I made choices that weren't my purpose or did, didn't serve me and were made out of fear? yeah you know does that mean I don't get a second or a hundredth chance I don't believe that it does Yeah, but I do worry about that
1: I think about that a lot maybe like since I entered my 40s Mm. it's like this irony that I don't know if you feel this way but I feel like I know myself better now I know what I enjoy I spent so much time like yeah, reacting out of fear or of what other people, mm. the expectations that other people put right. on you. Right, right. And trying not to, you know, upset balances that existed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: right. Just trying to kind of, you know,
1: tiptoe around. Yeah. Kind of. And now I'm like, you know, halfway, over halfway to 80. <laughs> and now, yeah. And... It, no,
0: I was going to say, you can kind of see now why why um, people in the older generations just say what they think and want, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> they're like, what, you know, I am yeah, nothing right. to hold back now. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, it's kind of an interesting thing that I've seen happen, you know, it's just wild. They're just, you know, you just care less about. I guess about what other people think about what you have to say you know yeah I think that's a liberating thing
1: absolutely I find myself
0: shackled you know by that sometimes by not wanting to hurt people's feelings not wanting to speak my truth and it is it's like a silent killer it's like you know what I mean it's like you have got to speak your truth yes you have got to speak
1: your truth and that's part of what I'm working on yeah yeah yeah, one of the things, and it seems like such a minor thing, but one of the things that I have been trying to do in my work life is give myself a moment after somebody speaks to, like, gather myself, you know? And, and it's, like, oh. this really minor thing, but oh. especially if somebody is clearly has expectations and, you know, I'm wrapped up and I'm like, yeah, 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 sure, no, I can do that, that's fine, I can do that, instead of... It's okay to take a quiet moment and then say what I really think or what I would really like to do or what I really have to offer in yes. this situation instead of being like, okay, well, sounds like you have a plan. That's great. We'll go with your plan. Exactly. <laughs> when, you know, I have things that I could add that may or may not be valuable, but. But there's something feeling, you want to say about yeah, it. Yeah. So say it. feeling right. terrible later for like, you know, just going along and not saying, yeah, that yeah. thing or listening to somebody else say it later and realize that it was a great idea.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, my gosh. what is that? Do you think that's an aspect of being a people pleaser? A yes person? Uh, you know, I mean, I, yeah. I, I know that I definitely am a people pleaser. Yeah. I, you know, I want everybody around me to be happy and feel good. And I, I didn't really learn uh, healthy confrontational assertiveness mm. skills in my life, in my yeah. childhood, you know, in my family. And so I think it serves to speak up, right? Even yeah. And to not always just be like, yeah, okay, sure, yeah, right. okay, you know, right? Because we all have our ideas and our, and it also and it all brings sort of the whole thing up, right? Exactly higher level of consciousness, sort of, you know, is raised by all the different things that
1: everyone has to add. Yeah, yeah. No, that's absolutely true, and it's yeah. And it. <laughs> actually going back to what you were saying about like feeling like it's too late like I don't want to lose any more time not saying what I think and not saying even if it's wrong and even if later I don't feel that way which is another thing that I don't know if that trips you up too but <laughs> being like Ugh, yeah. what if it's something that I don't mean later or you know yeah
0: yeah or that it's, I you
1: know add to and redevelop my thinking on and right yeah
0: and all that's okay but i definitely think that it can stop you in your tracks and just be you start doing all the what ifs yeah and you have to live in this moment right this is how i feel right now i can't worry about whether that's going to change or how that's going to change it is going to change in some way yeah and even if you end up regretting this thing there's something that you learn from it yeah i guess yeah, I'm going to go with that.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that feels good in this moment.
1: <laughs> and that's where we are.
0: <laughs> right here right now. Yeah. Every time I drink a sip of my I have this beautiful chai tea latte it's so foamy that I get a, a foam milk mm. mustache and I'm trying to like discreetly rub it away b- before I say the next thing to you. <laughs> I didn't even
1: notice but I did that a moment ago and I was thinking she's really got a good game face that like I probably have had this mustache. <laughs> I, I was Nobody too busy noticing my whiper. own mustache.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that just so uh you know symbolic right? We 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 can only see the mustache on our faces, or feel yeah, it. We exactly. can't,
1: even, can't even help our friend. Yeah. Mhm. See? Yeah. <laughs> it looks gorgeous. <laughs> it's fitting.
0: A little foamy mustache. Oh goodness. So tell me about. Um, tell me about your work. Tell me about what's going on at the work. Is it fulfilling? Is it? Potentially, no one um, from your work will hear this, so you can be complaining. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Uh, um. I love it. (coughs) Just kidding. Now, let me tell you about this one coworker. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Right. No, I really love it, actually. yeah, so I wasn't sure when I was at Duke, I loved what I did, but I wasn't sure what direction I would go in, and I interviewed for an assistant professorship and didn't get it, as you'll recall, and... Um, and you have a PhD in sociology. I do. Uh, so I just wanted to... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Make yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sociology, my first and only academic love. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Which, yeah, I just... I don't even remember how I took a class in it when I was taking community college classes. I actually wanted to be an art major, but I also wanted to be a social worker and neither of those things ended up happening. huh um, yeah, but it just it's funny because a lot of people, even in graduate school, people who ended up dropping out of our program are like it's so depressing like reading about you know Racial and economic and gender inequality, mm-hmm. and to me, I feel like it's it gives you this lens and this language to talk about what you see happening. Like mm. growing up as a woman, like I see these inequalities that I have no way to like articulate or explain. And oh yeah, um, yeah. And so while it's you know not happy, it's also like a way. To talk about it and shed light on shed it. Shed some light on it. exactly that's what I was the thinking. the only way to, you know, try right. to work your way out of it. <laughs> right.
0: Create change, create awareness. Yeah. Right. It's like yeah. you have to know about it. And exactly. yes, it's a sad state of affairs you're coming from, but what does the future hold? Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: And I guess that, yeah, applies to so many, even like mental health and depression, like all that stuff. If we, we can't yeah. talk about it, if we don't have the language to, you right. know, even even talking about it like a you know, the illness that it is. Right. Instead of you know yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's like this in your family, but you know there are people who are sad sometimes. <laughs> and we don't really talk about it. <laughs> but they're sad sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean I think until I don't think I knew that there was such things in, uh, probably both sides of my family, my mother and my father, but uh, on my mother's side, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff that wasn't talked about. Okay. So, for whatever bizarre reason, um, my little Zoom here that was recording us stopped at some point. And I checked it, so, um, oh
1: man, so much gold there. (laughs) So much gold. no one will know that I am a hoarder. (laughs) (laughs) And now
0: we will have to fill you all in on on that. Joy is going to appreciate the energy of items that have brought her joy and happiness and potentially journal about them or photograph them and let them go. It's amazing. Um, I will see how much we got here
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and I guess if worse comes to worse and there are worse things than us having to get together for coffee again. I did have that thought
1: when you (laughs) took it over there and I was like oh maybe we can do this again. (laughs)
0: That is such a positive. <laughs> that is such a positive outcome of the. Like if it did not record, you know, as much as I wanted it to, I, it looked like there was about thirty minutes. Which,
1: okay. considering
0: that we probably started a little after ten, was, you know, could have we could have gotten a bulk of it. So yeah, yeah. But um, I will I'll check it out and uh, and see what's there. But yeah, we might just, you know, what that would be good anyway, is to double back and yeah. Uh, Part two. Part two. Right? Oh, yeah. Part two. Part two of seven. Right. <laughs> it's the Joy and it's Karen stress. show. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't want to hear that? Who doesn't want to hear that? That is a, that is a really val- mm-hmm. valid question. Yeah. Um, so this is a moment where, you know, I'm getting to the point in my life where things happen, Right. Yeah. And it's our responses, our reactions to it, yeah, right? Exactly. That dictate how we assimilate it and move on, yeah. right? And if you get all bunged up and all like, God damn it, you know? Yeah. And, you know it's just, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Life unfolds how it unfolds and we're all here trying to just live our best life. Yeah.
1: yeah. Speak our truth, right? And it's such a balance yeah. for me between like, Having an authentic reaction to things and not getting, like, caught up in them, you know?
0: <gasps> yes.
1: Um, and especially raising a teenager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if, <laughs> if... I have any experience with that. <laughs> right. right. Minds right. If maybe yes. it's a challenge or not, it's going swimmingly for everyone else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, in all seriousness, like, being able to be present and listen to them and, and, but also, you know, save yourself time for me, like, running to really explore, like, how I feel, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, and letting myself feel however I want to feel.
0: And, exactly.
1: Yeah. About your own stuff or about what what... He's
0: going through, you right. know, what he's sharing, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I mean, I think that's uh, our role or part of our a big part, of, important part of our role as parent is to listen mm-hmm. and counsel uh, to a certain extent yeah. from our wisdom years, you know what I mean? And, yeah. Um, but also to fully appreciate uh, that it's their journey. And, let them figure it out
1: and just be there to support them. Yes. Right? Oh, yes. And that is such a huge transition from when they're little. But yes. at the same time, I feel like I am learning so much about him by listening and, like, honestly asking questions. You know, uh, like, how, how does this feel? Tell me what your perspective on this is and just...
0: Yeah. right and listening because yeah. I mean, they're you know they're of the age where they do have a lot of thoughts about stuff that they're observing and mm-hmm. hearing and going through and and you know we forget sometimes how intense and large that is yeah. right and you're I mean I don't forget because it's still intense right. and large for me <laughs> because I'm like an adolescent <laughs> in my development in some ways so I'm like everything is big to me also <laughs> So how can I support you while you're going through all this big stuff? <laughs> I've got my own it stays stuff <laughs> <big>. It just... <laughs> Oh, gosh. But yeah, it's um, it's important to listen to them as yeah. they're I because mean, they're they they are developing and they are also looking for a little bit of guidance mm-hmm. and uh, reassurance and support without being told what to do. Yeah. Right. 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 It's so much easier to just be like, "This is what you're doing." So you right, know, setting the rule. I mean, that's like when just... there's three, and you're like, "Just exactly. don't touch the stove." Yeah, right. <laughs> don't put your fingers in that little thing that looks and it like will a not hurt. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it gets more complicated, but I guess you know, and I guess more rewarding, right? In yeah. some ways, because yeah. I, for me with my daughter, I'm seeing her, you know, as this whole person, right? Yeah. That's like right getting ready to. Embark out into the world and share her light and her and her uniqueness. And she's got such uh, you know passion and clarity about things that are important to her. Yeah. Um, and I want her to step into that and you know and and, and be brave and 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 have her voice heard. And yeah. she is a lot better at that um, than she thinks she is. And um, and it's really helping me learn. And, and remember and realize that I was I was not encouraged to do that, you know, and I didn't I didn't really learn that, and and that I'm gonna need to give that to myself, right? Yeah, that, that yeah. advice of like, do this, speak up, be yep. heard, you know. You've got this. You are more powerful than you know. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And you right. are. <laughs> yeah. And you are also, but you probably know it.
1: <laughs> but I feel like you know. I mean, it. no. <laughs> Comes yeah. with the doctor also kidding.
0: I find it amazing that you went back to school with a baby. A six-month-old was he six months when yeah, you went to he was. for grad school? Yep, NC State. Did you say? Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, I moved How when on he was. Earth, did you do that? Old. You know, and it's funny because it's. It's like one of those things where like I had a plan <laughs> and this was the plan and so like Regardless
0: of, right? You yeah. Right, you like just were like, just this is what I'm
1: doing. Focused and mm. yeah. Wow. Um, How many years did it take? Yeah. I wasn't cool. going back to the call center.
0: <laughs> That's for damn Nine sure. Nine
1: years. So it was a very long journey. Yeah. Um. Very long journey. Yeah. But. A little at a time. Yeah. A step at a time, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: the most meaningful journeys start with one step I think that's a really cliche like annoying way that I just said that but but, <laughs> but it's, it's really true. but it's true it's like true. if you want to get to something you have to start walking yeah right you yeah. have to you can't just think about it right you can't just sit and look at it you can't fantasize about it trust me I've tried that right that doesn't, it doesn't work. work no it doesn't, get you.
1: <laughs> it doesn't actually yeah. get you there yeah Yeah, yeah, and looking back, you know, it looks like, oh, obviously, like, that was the thing that I was to do, but, I mean, after I, it took me a very long time to even finish my master's thesis, and afterwards, I was told by my advisor that I should do something else. (laughs) Really? (laughs) No. Yes. Wow, Um, and what was your reaction to that? A lot of crying, it was a lot of crying. Uh, Wow.
0: But. Because you knew that you felt passionate about this and what you wanted. So you didn't hear somebody saying.
1: Right. Um, Yeah, and I had to find a different advisor for my um, dissertation, which, you know, isn't horribly unusual um, that somebody, you know, that you would work with a different professor. Okay, right, right, right. But it was, you know, one of those moments where it was like, am I doing am I doing this? Like, right. <laughs> wait, why major, am I doing this? Major questioning, right? <laughs> right.
0: Self-doubt will yeah. pop right in when somebody absolutely says that about something that you felt so
1: strongly about. Yeah, yeah, and that you were sure you were going to do. And so I'm glad that I kept doing it. I think that was absolutely the right thing to do. Um, yeah. And, you know, but looking back, like, who knows why I kept doing it? Was it stubbornness? Was it that I had decided this was the path, and like and <laughs> this was the this road was... I was going down. Excuse me, um, <laughs> I don't think that it, that road is closed. <laughs> yes, I will <laughs> be jumping <laughs> over that giant pit right there right. to keep going. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
0: yeah. Those are the moments, right? Those are moments of clarity and strength and confidence, uh, you know, almost to a fault. Other people might look and go, God, I can't believe she's still doing that, you know. Yeah. but. When you know, you know. Right, you know? right. It's, it the, it's the not knowing that uh, will make you cry. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and actually after that phase, then there's like trying to figure out your dissertation topic, which is the horrible valley of unknowing. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> to which okay. my dissertation chair and advisor, who is an amazing human being, okay. and he, was full of all of the wisdom and one of those people where you could like, win all of this doubt in these different directions and I had no idea what I was doing and I felt totally lost in what I was writing and I would come to his office and leave there with like this very clear roadmap that, you know, after leaving you're like, wait, how did I not see that that was obviously like the path to go?
0: (laughs) Wow, really? Yeah,
1: he was amazing. And he told me once when I was Really floundering with like trying to figure out what my topic would be, and um, and he said something to the effect of there was this sociologist who spent you know however many years in graduate school and like you know pre figured out some theory, or you know, I don't even, I wish that I remembered the details of that, it would mm. be a lot more credible. Mm. Um, <laughs> but I fully believe, <laughs> but this famous sociologist who contributed greatly to theory, and he said, but he came from a lot of money, (laughs) and you don't. (laughs) So you should just pick something and write it. (laughs) Okay. And it was such a beautiful thing, because part of the process, at least for me, of actually getting through and graduating is realizing that it's not that important. I am not that important. I am not going to reinvent, you know, how we think about human relations. I just need to find something to write about and write about it and finish it. And that's not like the only journey that I'm on in this life on right.
0: Earth. Right. It's, <laughs> it's a piece. Yeah. Like, and you a, need to finish it and exactly sort
1: of... And move on. Move on. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
0: And what did you end up deciding as your topic?
1: Yeah, I was actually working uh, at the time as an evaluator doing the kind of work that I do now, actually, full circle. Uh, (laughs) And um, had some data uh, through that that was collected on North Carolina kids um, about obesity. And so I took that and combined it with some publicly available data about economic segregation, a racial segregation, and looked at patterns of obesity um, in highly segregated schools and communities. Mm. So, yeah, so it worked out, and I hadn't actually done a lot in um, health and healthcare stuff prior to that, and I was focused more on like the inequality aspect of it, and that oh, really yeah. brought those two together. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, which is what I'm kind of doing now. So
0: because there are very clear um, consequences, right? Yeah. There are very clear yeah. outcomes that are associated with X, Y, and Z conditions, yeah. right? And yeah. you're basically confirming that, right? right. And Putting, light, shedding light on that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Wow. And you kept going. Yeah and you got it, and you're still sort of reinventing how you use that, Mm -hmm. and would you say it's the most important aspect of your life or it's one aspect of your life, do you know what I mean? Like, like does does that passion and that work define you or do you see it as a piece of the puzzle?
1: That's a really good question, Mm -hmm. and actually, I was hanging out with some friends, and one of them mentioned something about, oh, you know, so-and-so. Uh, they mentioned something about how boring it is when somebody talks about, you know, their job <laughs> as, like, a defining characteristic. And I was... And afterwards, I was like... I think of my job as, like, a defining characteristic. <laughs> right. Is like, that boring?
0: Is that boring?
1: But at the same time, maybe as... um as my kid gets older, I feel like I want other things. Like it's important to me, but anytime I don't have multiple things, it's um, that I'm investing in. Like it feels unsteady. Mm. I don't know if that is the best way to explain it, but like having, even like. Painting, like having some other outlet is important for me to balance it. And with parenting, like having other things that I'm invested in makes me a better parent because I'm not just obsessed with what he's doing. Right. (laughs) Right. Which can get unhealthy real quick. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. And so in the same way, like even with my job, I love it. It's what I think about and, you know, definitely I can't imagine not doing it, uh-huh. um, but at the same time, I want there to be other parts of me. <laughs> right, exactly,
0: so. sort of a well-balanced,
1: yeah, well-rounded
0: yeah. view, right, of the pieces. I mean, we're all so many pieces. Right, yeah. We're all complicated and, and attending to each of those, mm-hmm. you know, embodying them as best we can when we can. I yeah. think it's really healthy.
1: And there's like I build straight by like those different aspects. Like one of the things I love about painting is that it helps me to look at things differently mm-hmm. in a way that I don't otherwise. Even things like as basic as color or how shadows work or how light works. Right. And I really think that helps me to be creative and other aspects of my life like if you're just doing the same thing in the same way you start to get like this tunnel <laughs> right right Vision. You're just,
0: right you're reminding yourself to stay open and see different vantage points yeah like, different perspectives right yeah shadows and light and the way that the light
1: from this angle affects how the painting looks versus the other side exactly right. yeah Wow. and even just training yourself to notice things that We take for granted because we all, you know, take certain things for granted and don't notice them because we would die of overstimulation if we took in everything. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) But yeah, but there's a balance between always trying to like push yourself to recognize things that you're taking for granted. Right. Yeah. How does it That's good. How does that work with Music and doing that full-time. How does that? Does it feel more scary to have that or does it feel more focused? Um,
0: To be uh, To be building my career out of music. Yeah um, It feels good. It feels scary. It feels um, It feels um, it feels big like it feels like there's a lot for me yeah. to discover and uncover about what I really want to do within yeah. that you know um, but there are also moments where you know when I'm talking about this or thinking about creating um, you know a workshop uh, for teens or for women you um, to express themselves and find their voice, right, and speak their truth, like that lights me up, you know. And, and, and seeing that it's not just about me in my little world writing my songs, yeah. but that there's, you know, there's more to it um, is really exciting. And I couldn't really fully see that and get pictures, you know, glimpses of what it was going to be like until I cleared the slate, you know, and left yeah. my other job. So, um, it's, it's um, inspiring and intimidating,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I think it's really important to, you know, to shake it up and to help you figure out, you know, what's really important to you and, and how you want to see your life, how you want to create your life, Right. Yeah. So, probably, you know, for me, I had to do it this way. I'm, yeah. I can be spontaneous and extreme. And for me, I had to leave the job to get quiet, to figure out how to move forward and, you know, figure out what I even want it to look like, you know? Yeah. So, keeping that, you know, in mind and, and the idea that I love to travel and want to travel globally. And then also keeping in mind that I have two children that need me, you know, trying to keep all those parts generated but also balanced, you know, is uh, is what I'm trying to do.
1: Well, you already know, but I think it's super inspiring and beautiful that you are doing this, and it, it is an incredible value. To this world <laughs> that you are pouring your energy into, um, into what you are so good at and you love. So. Thank you, my friend.
0: Yes, <clears throat> the moistness of the yes. eyes. <laughs>
1: but Thank truly, you. like it's it's bold and it's really, really beautiful. And regardless of sort of what shape it takes, it's incredibly valuable, you know, to recognize what it is that you have to give and to um, let go of, you know, jobs that <laughs> are taking that, some of that energy um, yeah. to figure out, you know, where it goes next. Yeah,
0: yeah. I just kept thinking that I, I just, I was living small. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't fully embodying the the large, all-encompassing life that I see, you know? Yeah.
1: So. I think so many times, I mean, I know it happens to other people, but women in particular are so encouraged to make themselves smaller. Yes. (laughs) In so many ways, even in, you know... The way that we sit and <laughs> carry ourselves in public spaces, but the way that we are in relation to other people, and just you know, yes, yeah, and it takes a conscious effort, like a really conscious acknowledgement and effort to not make yourself small.
0: Yes, it seems like that's the w- that's the usual way. Yeah, and to fight against that and and loom large and and be filled with you know purpose and and sense of identity and power is the is the struggle yeah (laughs) and it should be the other way around right right it should be more natural (laughs) more normal for us to be fully expressing ourselves right and and, uh, um i agree with that yeah yeah so i'm trying to remove that conditioning yeah and uh and make new pathways I'm going to thank you for this beautiful chat. Thank you. It's been I so wonderful, yes. my friend Joy. Oh, so aptly named. <laughs> you have the best <laughs> laugh and the best <laughs> smile ever. Oh. Um, and thanks for listening to the Connection Sessions this week, and we'll see you next time.